Hello there! This show contains material which a truly free society would neither fear nor suppress. The language and concepts contained herein will not cause eternal torment in the place where the guy with the horns and pointed stick conducts his business. Well, John, it, it seems as though they've they've let us on the air to do another show. Maybe they uh, signed that contract for one more show. Lawyers. Yeah. It's a cheap shot, but it works. That's right. Well, we are back. This is Rich Wilgus. This is John Tallarico. And you're listening to Bloodthirsty Vegetarians. Yes, you are. Well, uh, I'd like to thank everyone that's been listening to the shows. Well, <laughs> one show. You've listened to one show. Our one listener. Yeah, we've got one listener. Actually, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take a look here at the stats. And it looks like as of right now, and this is Sunday, as of right now, we have had a total download audience of 101. We've broken the 100 mark. I think that's pretty amazing. John, we've both been talking about this. Uh, we haven't really actively promoted the show at all i mean yep. a little word of mouth and uh and that's it and suddenly you know we're getting downloads i i was reading our webalizer stats on the website uh after we uh posted the first show uh, two mondays ago and i i was shocked to see our hits it just went through the roof it was kind of cool yeah it's it's very cool and not only do we have 101 downloads we've got um about 18 people who have subscribed to the feed so we'd like to thank you give you an Especially large, thank you. Well, a little golf clap. Yes, yes. Very cool. Yeah, that's that's extremely cool. Um, and Rich has something to tell us about. We've got feedback. Uh, we have had a few people listening to the show, apparently. And we have a listener in Canada, the Great White North. Uh, I don't know if they actually wear toques and eat back bacon, but... Um, <laughs> There was a couple of guys uh, on Second City Television who used to make jokes about that. Take off. Yeah, you hoser. So we've got uh, we've got some feedback, and it's pretty interesting, actually, because it's very relevant to the things John and I were talking about um, two weeks ago when we did the show. John and I were joking about being vegetarians, and I said something like, geez, it's got to be cool. Mr. Spock's a vegetarian, and John said, Dr. Spock. And part of our feedback says, yes, Mr. and Dr. Spock were both vegetarians, and she gave us a link on Dr. Spock's vegetarianism, <laughs> and I suppose we can post that on the website. I won't bore you with the uh, the incredibly long URL, but um, it seems Dr. Spock, who is now dead, he died uh, in March of 1998. You know, everyone should know that he's a famous uh, child behavior doctor and, and things like that. Yeah. It used to be like the handbook for, for uh, raising kids. People would... Find out they're pregnant and immediately go out and buy his book. Yeah, and, and it was reprinted. Uh, the the guy whose website that this um, this little blurb came off of wrote uh, a little bit more. He added to it, and uh, and uh, apparently there's a, a new issue out of it now. This guy's name is apparently Charles Atwood. But in any case, um, Doctor Spock, it seems, uh, was a vegetarian early in his life, and then in the middle part of his life was not. And then he developed some issues uh, with. Uh, heart disease or something. And then in his later years, he went back to vegetarianism. So he wasn't a vegetarian apparently his whole life. And this I did not know. This was really interesting. Uh, Dr. Spock was a gold medalist in the 1924 Olympics. 
<laughs> in in what event? I don't know. It doesn't say. Who knew? And Child tossing. The <laughs> baby tossing. That would be a great event for him. The um the book, by the way, that's sort of the the handbook that John was John was talking about for children is called Baby and Child Care. And again, I think they've uh, they've reissued that. So. Uh, Somebody in the Spock family will uh, sell one or two more copies due to us and uh, reap the royalties from that. Now, the what else did uh, Wait, Nimoy was a was a uh, vegetarian? I don't know about Nimoy. This is this is Doctor <laughs> Spock. I don't know anything about Nimoy. I know he just wears those pointed ears around a lot. He thinks women really dig those. I, I mean, his character was a vegetarian. Yeah, I think his character was actually a vegetarian. And actually, she addressed you directly, John. Uh, you had mentioned something about needing potentially uh, some animal proteins. You said something about not having them wreaking havoc. And our listener from Canada says, John, perhaps uh, uh, she thinks you might have been needing B12, perhaps, not necessarily animal proteins. And uh, you also may have been experiencing withdrawal from the uh, addictive, quality, uh, addictive qualities of some animal products, some uh, dairy and animal products. So uh, she suggests this woman is a vegetarian uh, and uh, a celiac, actually, like me. Hmm. And uh, so that's what she has to say about that. She found the uh, idea of a pumpkin-colored room funny. We got an LOL on that one in the email. I'm changing that <laughs> as we speak. Well, not, not as we speak, but before we spoke. Um, I started changing it. It's not so much pumpkin colored anymore. It's it's more of a rust colored. Yeah, it's kind of rust colored and it's mottled or whatever that word would be. M o t t l. Yeah, it's speckled. It's it's just it's inconsistent. The uh, the the paint coating is. He he needs to do some more of that. We're gonna crack the whip on that a little later after the show. We're not gonna feed him tonight either. <laughs> Um, she also pointed out a little self-reference thing I did about labeling when I said labels are bad. She said, well, aren't you using the word bad and calling labels bad? Isn't that a kind of labeling? So there's a bizarre circular self-reference in there. Well, let's go back to this other one about me. <laughs> well, because <laughs> this show's about me. <laughs> that's right. No, I want to, I want to take issue with that. Yes. I, I may have had some things that this person is is uh referring to but i did see a physician it wasn't really like it, it wasn't like i was just saying oh man i need some animal food and i just started what do you buy cheese. the purina what yeah. is it? what animal food do you buy <laughs> no i i saw a physician um he was a relative but yeah i saw a physician he was irrelevant so, um now he is <laughs> Okay, so you did seek uh, medical attention. Were you yeah. ambulanced off in, a, yeah. in, a, in an emergency or something? No, I, I I spoke to my dad, who who is a a physician. That's right. We practicing talked about that. physician for for several several years, several lifetimes, um, and he um, he recommended that I that I uh, try putting some some dairy products in my diet, and that balanced out, which was fine with me. You know, sure, if I wanted to go vegan, I I could, but. Um, I enjoy cheese. I enjoy the taste of cheese. So it wasn't like I was kicking and screaming going back to, to dairy products. Well, the, there's sometimes more than one answer to one question, and, and it might be possible to remove dairy if you chose to, and sure. find a way to to meet those needs of, of whatever you were missing. I think that's I think that's our our, our listeners' only point. Um, Oh, yeah, yeah, and she found it uh, very funny that you uh, compared us to a black and white cookie, and I'm not actually even sure what you were talking about. There is a local <laughs> famous bakery that makes uh, what they call a half-moon cookie. That's, that's what got, I was talking yeah, about. Yeah, it's, it's it's like a chocolate cookie with uh, the top. It's bisected perfectly down the middle. They use lasers or something, and then they, they use chocolate and vanilla frosting mm -hmm. on either uh, on either half. 
Okay. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. And I called it a black and white cookie. I think in Seinfeld they referenced that as a black and white cookie. Yeah. The local bakery uh, was quite famous for them for a while. That was like their best product. They were selling them like mm-hmm. crazy. And she thinks the show is great. She writes, what a good idea for you two to be doing a show like that with each other. Keep up the good work. Looking forward to the next one. Something else about being our biggest fan and she's waiting with a sledgehammer. <laughs> I don't know. I don't really know about that. I, I might have actually made that part I heard up. some rustling in my bushes last night. <laughs> Uh, she also said, I'm cuter and have a sexier voice, but uh, I don't really know if I that's true I don't doubt that at, at all. all. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's true at all. So I, I did get some other... I went to an art exhibition on Friday night with uh, uh, some friends of mine who are in town, uh, which I'll talk about a little later as well, because uh, we're going to play some music by a classical guitar player who was one of the people who went to this art exhibition with me. And there are many people there for whom I burned CDs because they have dial-up connections and uh, they don't have iPods or, or, or any sort of MP3 player and they don't have broadband. Mm-hmm. And um, I burned them, not even MP3s. I made CD quality 16-bit 44.1, you know, CDs so they can experience the sense around in the 5.1 or something. And uh, this one woman uh, whose name is Kim, she and her husband owned, uh, owned my favorite coffee shop in the whole wide world in Utica, New York. It's called Cafe Domenico. Check them out. But um, she... Not a paid sponsor, by the way. No, it's not. We just love them. And uh, they treat me really good. And they do all sorts of really cool things in the community, encouraging community and in the arts and stuff like that. They have their own magazine that they publish out of uh, out of the coffee shop. It's it's way cool. Which is good. And I feel really at home there. So thank you, Kim and Oren. And um, she doesn't necessarily like... Even though I'm giving her our show on CD, it doesn't matter. It gives you the same freedom to listen to it when you want to as if you had the MP3 on your on your MP3 player. So the, the fact that I delivered to her the show on, on CD um, doesn't change her point, which I disagree with. But, um, <laughs> it, but it, it could be a similar experience if, if you're <clears throat> using like a portable CD player. Yeah. Not the same, but similar. Yeah. And she... You know, she's she's from a, a different generation. I'm not saying she's old. I don't know. They're in their, their 50s maybe or something. But she doesn't look a day over 20. And um, she was commenting on the fact that when she was growing up, she loved the fact that, you know, she wanted to watch the news. You tuned into your station at 6 p.m. and uh, you listened to the news. And you had to make time to do it. Having the, the program... Uh, like on CD or on your MP3 player gives you freedom to listen to it when, exactly when you want to. And she found that to be kind of limiting because she thought, well, she kept putting it off. Well, if I can listen to it anytime, I'll, 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 uh, I'll listen to it whenever. And she never ended up getting to it. She eventually got to it and she liked the show, but, um, but that's not a bad thing. I mean, if, if she says that, that it's, um, she's allowed to put it off because of the, the format, well, then the onus is on us to make the format compelling so that she doesn't put it off. Well, I would I would even argue that, you know, if you can make the time to, to sit, uh, whatever, to listen to your program, be it to actually, they don't watch much television. The television example might not be a, a good example. It's not I don't, a bad thing. No, I don't. I, exactly. I don't watch much television either. But she was just making the point that programs have time slots and fit into a particular time slot, either half hour or one hour, mm-hmm. both on television and radio. That was merely her point. And I, I agree with you. I think if you can if you can find the time, to um, sit in front of the radio or the television or or whatever, you can um, uh, make the time to, to listen to the show. I I, I just see it as a, a freedom. I see it as a positive, not a, a negative. I see it as only positive. In fact, I see nothing negative, in my opinion, about the format. No, I I really don't either. Um, the the one thing that I was also thinking about was, you know, podcasting. That's what it's all about. It's about freedom. It's about being able to choose your programming and to stop it 
fast forward, rewind, play it over and over and over again. Hopefully. It's that whole TiVo concept you were you were Absolutely. comparing it to. Absolutely, yeah. And and one of the things that I want to explore a little bit is is not just subscribing to a show, but subscribing to a topic. I know um, I've heard a couple of uh, people on on this uh, podcasting uh, in the podcasting world talking about. Um, doing topics. Uh, I know that a few groups are, are getting together and putting together networks so that you could subscribe to a whole network. And, and that was an idea that, that I had rolling around in my head. Um, but you were talking about that. Yeah. But I, I think that eventually as the, as the, the format, as the medium um, matures, we're going to see ways of tagging MP3s a little bit better. Maybe the actual file formats will change. Um, and then that way people could subscribe to topics and they could skim different shows and just pick up the shows that cover the topics, not the entire um, show catalog. So um, it, it's going to be great stuff. I mean, freedom is what it's all about. And, and I don't think that we necessarily have to go back to that um, chains and shackle thing where we, we have to sit in front of our television at a given time when the advertisers want us to. Yeah, I, I for one, hate that idea. Yeah. You know, I, I value my time and I value my freedom and I'll do what I want when I want. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I like to to do the show. I like to put together the show when I want to put it together. And uh, I'm sure you guys want to listen to it whenever you want to listen to it. Yeah. Cool. In fact, you were, you had some, you, you mentioned a moment ago, you had some ideas about uh, a, a network and, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, that's something he probably, well, we are going to pursue. And uh, I think we're going to call it the VIB network, which yeah. is kind of a spoof of, of something else, but we won't even go into <laughs> we that. We won't go now. into that. I'm afraid of lawyers. Um, one, one of the things that, that I, um, had been thinking about was putting together a network of vegetarians in broadcasting. Oh, Remember? now you've told them. Yes. VIB. Yes, VIB. You're you may, you may have VIB. caught that at the end of at the, the last show. Rich uh, blurted that out. Uh, yes, we're the first show on the VIB. And if you are vegetarians and you've got a podcast or um, you've got some sort of digital media you want to you want to promote and you want to get into the VIB, you can contact us, feedback at bloodyveg.com. That's right. Well, we have a few more things we want to talk about today, mm-hmm. and I think uh, you had uh, an idea for a new email address Absolutely. for people to send us a different kind of feedback, anecdotes. Yeah. Um, I mentioned, and I think Rich and I both mentioned, that, that we've got some stories um, about being vegetarians, um, going out to dinner as vegetarians, and, and, and all of the, the funny adventures that we have. But we'd like to hear from you. Tell us about your anecdotes, and you can email those at... Stories at bloodyveg.com. Cool. So is that is that email address live as of right now? Is that I, is that I will rocking? make that live post haste, meaning <laughs> right after the show. Oh, good, good, good. That's excellent. Um, I, I mentioned before about going to an art exhibition. Um, one of the things we want to do, and we mentioned in our first show, is uh, play music. Yeah, and, and while Rich is describing this, I'm going to open up a bottle of wine. Yeah, there is actually a, a bottle of wine with a corkscrew on it, and he's opening it right now, and we're perhaps going to uh, partake in the vino. Yeah, it's a 2001 <clears throat> Robert Mondavi. In wine, there is truth. Cabernet. So apparently, we are not going to lie to you from this point forward on the show. <laughs> um, let's see. How, this is a long story. That, uh, I'm afraid this is going to take up perhaps too much time, but... Um, uh, my one of my brothers it was in town from Seattle, and he had met and made friends with uh, some people in Seattle um, who were originally from Colombia and are now living in um, North Carolina. And uh, Miguel Pico, he's a, a classical guitar player, and uh, he was doing a concert in, in the Seattle area, and that's apparently how my brother ran into him. 
And I, I suppose they became friends because my, my brother, Joe, goes to Columbia a few times a year and works with students. He's a high school counselor, and he goes to some of these underdeveloped nations and, and works with kids and, and does a lot of cool stuff. And they became friends. And he, uh, my brother, Joe, came to visit, and he was staying at one of my other brothers, Alan, and uh, he had brought uh, these, these people, these Colombians, uh, Miguel and his wife, Claudia, and their two uh, brilliant bilingual children, and uh, his lovely sister-in-law, Rocio. And he, is, to thank my brother Alan for allowing he and his extended family to, to stay in my brother's house, because as you can imagine, five extra people in a household makes it a little crowded. And, and as a gesture of thanks, he, um, he did a classical guitar concert. He's a wonderful classical guitar player. And um, I recorded it. You know, I brought my little portable rig. I recorded it. I, I slapped some verb on it, edited it, and uh, made it sound pretty cool, I think. And... Uh, so what we want to do is actually play for you one of those selections, and this is Podsafe because uh, music that's pretty much o older than 80 years of age is in the public domain, and he gave me permission to play his particular uh, uh, version of it. So uh, without further ado, I would like to uh, present Miguel Pico playing uh, Romantic Study by Francisco Tarrega. And, and this is really the first time I'm hearing this as well. So, And it's cool because we're actually getting to... to to play, you know, music and and uh, fulfill another part of the show that uh, up until this point we haven't been able to fulfill, and I think the 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 live performance makes it even more special. And the fact that he was doing it, I mean, he he actually uh, laser printed programs with uh, you know the set list and, and what he was going to be playing, and he called this he happened to call this uh, concert for friendship, and it's uh, I thought it was really sweet. It's really cool. So why don't you play that track, John? Here we go. <laughs> Thank you. 
Wow. That was really cool. And uh, despite the fact that um, it was sort of a, a, a last-minute idea of mine to record it, I wasn't sure. I hadn't met the man yet, and I wasn't sure if he'd be entirely comfortable with, uh, with you know, playing in front of a microphone. A lot of people suddenly get scared when they see microphones. I know I did. Um, I'm really happy with the way that came out. I mm-hmm. thought that, that sounded great, not to uh, break my arm patting myself on the back. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I hope you didn't fast-forward through that. That was good. Yeah, I really like that. Um, and by the way, he lives in North Carolina, and his website is www.miguitar.com, M-I-G-U-A, or U-I-T-A-R, M-I-Guitar.com. And uh, in case you wanted to book uh, Miguel and you live in the North Carolina area because he does make his living playing music and teaching, if you wanted to book him, um, his email address is picolivos at yahoo.com. It's P-I-C-O-L-I-V-O-S at yahoo.com. So, you know, if you want, if you want to hire him for a gig... Give them a call. Great. And I, I think this is something that we want to uh, do every show. We're going to well, try to get a piece of music, a selection of music or two, and uh, play them on each show. Uh, and we can even play a few more things off of this uh, over the next couple of weeks, too. Yep, absolutely. Um, there's plenty of um, music in the public. There's there's two pieces on here. They're not in the public domain because they were written by a composer who's still alive, actually. So <laughs> clearly that music is not more than 80 years old unless he's 180 or something. But, um, um, yeah. Yeah, I was thrilled to record him. I ended up becoming great friends with he and his family. And uh, in fact, they invited me down to their home graciously. uh, And I'm going to spend some of July with them hanging out. We had a great time. You know, John, I was looking at our whiteboard, which we're using to um, kind of keep track of what we want to talk about. We have to name it. It's the big giant board of truth. (laughs) (laughs) The big giant board of truth. And big and giant, it's not redundant. No, no, it's 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 enormous too. If you multiply gigantic by huge, it wouldn't it would be bigger than that. But we did we did skip over one thing. We we were unable to do a show last Sunday, record on Sunday, release on Monday, and uh, we apologize for that. Our goal is to do a, about a half hour show once a week, and we do want to in the beginning, in particular, we want to keep with that because we don't want listeners to hear one show and get scared away <laughs> because we're not doing another show. Oh, these guys suck. They did one. Yeah, but you know, as Kim pointed out, it took her that long to listen to the first show. That's right. So, and that's and see, and that's a great thing for her. She didn't even realize we missed a show. That's the beauty of her or her whole idea. You, you know what? Though I don't really think it's that big of a deal if we miss a show here and there because, you know, I've I've been listening to, to podcasts for you know a few months now, and the thing that I'm noticing is they're starting to pile up in my player. I yeah. can't even get to some of them. Yeah. So if if someone skips a show, that's fine with me. I've got so much more to listen to. And, and whenever a new show pops up, I feel great about it because uh, I can jump back into it. It's whenever I want, wherever I want. And that's what we like about it. We love freedom. Um, and there will be another uh, time when we, we do not have a show one particular week unless we try to do two or something and make up for it. But then again, we would have to do two today, and I'm not sure we're really prepared for that. But on, we're not going to be able to uh, tape a show on July 3rd because uh, the wonderful uh, classical guitar player we just heard invited me down, and that's a travel day for me. Sunday Sunday is a travel day for me. So we will not be able to get together to, to film a show. And it's funny because when I went to make my reservations, I wanted to travel on Monday the 4th and return on Saturday, leaving mm-hmm. my Sundays open to uh, to be able to do a show because this is actually important to me. I really I've, – I've enjoyed doing this oh, a lot. But why? <laughs> why what? Why is it important to you, Rich? Well, I've enjoyed the creative process of working with you. It's been a lot of fun. And uh, I don't know. Apparently, we have something to say. And somebody uh, – some people out there, our, our listener likes us. So uh, <laughs> that's great. So w- w- I apologize. We will not be able to uh, be able to tape a show on the 3rd. But we're going to make it up to you in the following weeks. I, I really think we are. That's cool. You know, enough of the niceness. Yeah. We're tired yeah. of being nice. Yeah. This, this wine is nice, though. 
It's loosening, Lovely. It's loosening my lips. Wow. Well, there's the truth we were talking about a little <laughs> while ago. There's something I wanted to talk about today, and it is an email that I received. And, and, really? You and, get those? Yeah. You're set up for that? There's an email I received from our friends at Microsoft. And the first thing I want to say before I, I start reading some of this email is that I have a love-hate relationship with Microsoft. I, I make quite a bit of my living doing things that have Microsoft technologies in them. I, I hear noise. You hear that noise? Yeah. Well, that's, we should remind them once again, we are in a house, the Fairfield Glassworks and Tape Dispensary Studio. Yes. Just outside of Syracuse, New York. And I think somebody's running a sink or something. So yeah, just ignore be. that. Yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to No, it's, it's fine. So I was saying, I, I make some of my living um, doing things with Microsoft technology. So in, in one sense, I think that they're great. And I think they do a lot of things. And, and Bill Gates is uh, his philanthropic activities are just wonderful the william s gates foundation yeah, that's yeah right. they do quite a bit you hear them on public radio a lot and he does but he's got more money than god he should be giving a lot of money away yeah. i mean at least that's my opinion I think if i had that kind of money i would i think he's pretty responsible i don't know what the lawyers would say but i think he's pretty responsible anyways yeah. the, the the company though is a different story and, and if you're the person in the company that that wrote this email shame on you shame shame double shame yeah let me read some of this it says dear john and i get a lot of those dear john <laughs> We are in the process of updating our records, and we wanted to confirm your current contact status. Our records indicate that your status may be inadvertently set to do not contact. Oh, my God. It's inadvertent. I clicked that by accident. That's right. <laughs> you, you wouldn't have done that on purpose. And it, We it, love spam. Yeah, it goes on to say, and we want to be sure that we have this saved accurately in order to honor your wishes. You well, know, uh, what I love about uh, them is that they, sorry. They, they care so much. <laughs> they care so much it hurts. Now, if it ended there, it would be bad enough. But no, it goes on. With a world of products and devices that run on Microsoft Windows, we want to be, <laughs> we want to have ti the timely access to all the resources that are available to you. That's ridiculous. They're throwing an advertisement in there when I clearly said, do not contact me. Yeah, what's up with that? I mean, I, in all seriousness, is there more? Oh, there's more. Please take a moment to confirm your status. So I have to tell them. You have to double confirm. Yeah, I have to say, do not contact me. And I mean, do not contact me. Again. We really mean it this time. Yeah. I'm going to have to put them on triple secret probation if they do it again. Wow. We'll get Dean Wormer over here and spank them. Yeah. No. So this, it just bugs me. You know, it's bad enough that these fly-by-night companies are, are spamming us and, and not really um, listening to our wishes when we click on that unsubscribe or do not contact did me. You, did you take your Viagra today, by the way? Seven times. <laughs> good. Good. Wow. Holy cow. <laughs> Say no more. So anyways, it's, it's bad enough when, when uh, these fly-by-night companies do it. But then when Microsoft, who should be a responsible corporate citizen... They're pretty much one of the biggest software companies in the universe. Yeah. At least the planet. Yeah, definitely. I mean, them and Oracle. Um, and, and for them to throw this email out, I think it was pretty irresponsible. Yes, I clicked it. And I don't want to be contacted. Leave <laughs> me alone. Yeah. I mean, it, and, and for me, I mean, the first thing I thought when I received this email was it was a phishing attempt. Because yeah. you see a lot of these things where click this to confirm, and, and what they're doing is they're confirming your email address, and they're putting it on their list, and then you get on some other junk mail list. But no, and I, it's, it's interesting, because John forwarded me this email, hey, have a look at this, and I was reading it, and it read like a, a fishing expedition to me, too. I would expect a company, even if they're going to do this, which I, I don't like them, you know, I don't want them to do this, but if you're going to do it, write it in such a way you know, that doesn't look like fishing. I mean, it looked, it looked amateurish, you know? I mean, yeah. the writing was, was pretty bad and it, and it just, it looked, 
it just looked phony, but yet it wasn't. Okay, two things. If you're the guy who wrote it, or if you're the department, more or likely, the woman, or, or the more woman. likely, yeah. When the I say woman who wrote it, yeah, there's my political incorrectness coming out. Oh, bad, bad, bad. <laughs> if you're the guy, meaning man or woman, human being who Person. actually typed this thing, and and you are responsible for the wording. Send me an email, please. Or if this gets back to you, please contact me because I've got to slap you around a little bit. If you're the department, send me an email. If it's an apology, fine. I want to know what you were thinking. Yeah. There's a lot of drugs involved here. I'm certain of it. Oh, jeez. Or maybe just a lot of caffeine. They're up in that part of the world, right? Near Seattle. All right. So you know, you were, you were talking about uh, something uh, your son Alex had said. Oh, yeah. I, I don't want to put that in the ranting part of the show. It's, it's on the board next. But, well, yeah. Back to being vegetarian. It's funny. Um, in my household, uh, there are five of us. There's me, my wife. I know I'm not saying this in the proper order, but me, I come first. My wife and my three children. My Ale- my uh, my son, Alex, he's, he's the youngest. Um, he's four years old. Um, he he said something to me that's pretty funny. And by no means do I, do I push people to be vegetarian. In fact, in my household, um, I'm the only official vegetarian. No proselytizing. No, there's no proselytizing. Um, and I've, I've got, uh, one daughter who's a, a rampant carnivore. Really? Yeah. Does she eat meat? (laughs) (laughs) So anyways, my, my son, Alex, the other day, um, we're, we're going to grab some pizza. We're on the go and yeah, pizza's bad. We're, we're on the go. We're grabbing a slice of pizza. So, um, I get a, a, a plain slice. Um, my one daughter gets a, a plain slice and my other carnivore daughter, she got a pepperoni slice. Um, and Alex, he, he just wanted a plain slice and, and we're having this discussion about where does pepperoni come from? And, and one of the things that I want to do with the my stork, kids, right? Yeah. One of the things I want to do, <laughs> I thought you were going to say the store. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the stork. No, the stork. No, that's where uh, poultry comes from. Oh, that's right. You're um, right. I forgot about that. And, and I try, I try very hard to be honest with my kids. I don't want to hide where food comes from. Um, so I told them, you know, we go through this discussion every time we're, we're at a meal and we want to talk about. Uh, where things come from, uh, food that is. And, um, and you know, they're throwing out, well, does it come from cows or does it come from pigs? And and, uh, and my son just blurts out, I don't want to eat animals anymore. Wow. I said, that's pretty profound. Yeah. I, I said, well, why not? And he said, because it's mean to be killing animals. Good for him. Yeah. And this is a four-year-old. And, and I said, well, fine. You don't, you don't have to, you don't have to uh, eat animals anymore. You can be a vegetarian. And he says, I, but I don't want to work on computers like you. <laughs> Did he really say that? Yeah. I don't think he knows what vegetarian means. I think. Wow, that's great. I think he thinks that's my job. <laughs> we love that. I think I, speaking of animals, I think I hear a dog barking, yeah, which we warned you might happen. Yeah, that's Every Sam. Every once in a while. Sam, he is. Sam, we'll I am. Yep. Um, we're actually getting near the end of the show, pretty yep. close, and hopefully we haven't bored you to tears and uh, and uh, and you've enjoyed our, our second podcast as well. Ooh, I hear the dog. Yeah, the, the dog's telling us. That, that's our warning that it's time to go soon. Um, but I do want to remind you that we have a blog out there. It's not just a podcast. We have a blog, and, and the things that we post are not just um, announcements about shows. Um, every once in a while, Rich puts together some silly things, and they're actually pretty funny. A little comedy. Yeah, a little comedy doesn't hurt. So you can actually subscribe to our blog as well as the, the podcast or do both um, and uh, check it out. It's it's pretty funny. It's www.bloodyveg.com. Yeah. Yeah, every once in a while, every couple, two, three days, I, I get inspired and I write something silly and, and it, it usually makes me laugh. Hopefully it makes some other people laugh. Mm-hmm. And what I'd like to mention is that um, if you are enjoying our podcast, tell your friends, spread the word, spread the love. Don't get any spread on you. Spread the peanut butter. That's right. Don't get any on you. But 
Definitely. I mean, if people people travel in packs, you know, like you and me, we, we tend to like a lot of the same things. If there was a podcast I was really liking, as the dog is still barking in the background, or if there was anything that I really liked and uh, I found it to be of value, I definitely would want to share it with my friends, like Miguel playing classical guitar. What a wonderful, gracious uh, group of people he and his family are, and I'm, I'm thrilled about being able to go and spend some more time with him. And so yep. definitely tell your friends about the show, the podcast and the blog. Yep, please do. And I think that's about it. Um, I'm not sure if we've got much more to say, but... I'm done. I'm out. I'm empty. I'm running on empty. Uh, this wine is, is... It's hitting me. I love it. It's, it's a nice uh, it's a nice wine. Uh-oh. Oh, man. What the heck happened? You pissed the Navy off again. Holy cow. Don't ask, don't tell. That's right. What a great policy that was. That worked really well. Thanks for listening. Yeah. You know, I've enjoyed it. It's been real. It's been fun. It's been real fun. Yes. So tune in with us again. As we mentioned, we're probably not going to have a show uh, released on July 4th. And I guess it's only appropriate that we don't have one on July 4th. Anyway, since it's a holiday, go blow something up with some fireworks. <laughs> Just not your fingers. I didn't tell you to do that. Yes. We're the Bloodthirsty Vegetarians at www.bloodyveg.com. If you want to get back to us, it's feedback at bloodyveg.com. Be well. Don't forget, you're listening to V.I.B.